Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kosak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Do you get joy out of volunteering, helping out with your grandkids, or learning new skills in a class you've been taking online or even in person? If you said yes, it might just help you live longer. As it turns out, being inspired by things in your life doesn't just help your emotional well-being, it can also keep you healthier. Today we're going to be discussing with Patrice Tanaka the purpose of having a life purpose, the reason why we need to do that, and how it can improve our health. Study after study have, has proven that there's an association between decreased mortality and also knowing your life purpose. Now, Patrice is a local girl from Kaneohe, a graduate of Castle High School, and a distinguished alumna from the University of Hawaii at Manoa. She's also a best-selling author, public speaker on business and life purpose, serial entrepreneur, and co-founder of three award-winning PR and marketing agencies, and the consultancy Joyful Planet, focused on helping individuals and organizations discover and actively live or operationalize their purpose to unleash greater success, fulfillment and joy in their personal lives, workplaces, and communities. She's the co-author of the best-selling books Beat the Curve and Performance 360, where she writes about life and organizational purpose. Although she's lived in New York City for most of her adult life, she calls Hawaii home and is committed to living her life with the aloha spirit. Thank you for joining me today, Patrice. Thank you, and aloha to everyone back home in Hawaii. I'm here in Manhattan, where the weather is less nice than where you are, Kathy. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm delighted to. I've worked with you a couple of years ago in establishing a life purpose, and we will go through that uh, together in just a little bit. You know, I'm intrigued. Back in 2019, there was a journal, the American Medical Association study, that found in a group of over 7,000 adults over age 50, those who scored the highest on a scale that measured life purpose were less likely to die during the four-year study period. They were also less likely to die during the same period from heart, circulatory, or blood conditions compared to those who scored lower. This is um, remarkable. There have been a number of studies. Harvard Public Health did a study back in 2016, and they've suggested that a higher sense of purpose in life is associated with reduced risk of early death. There's a couple of different reasons why that might be the case. This is one of the first times, according to Eric Kim, he's a research scientist at the Department of Social and Behavioral Sciences at the Harvard Chan School of Public Health, that we found a sense of purpose associated with specific decreased causes of death, which is pretty darn amazing. When we talk about health and trying to stay well, stay healthy and keep ourselves doing well, we often don't think about our reason for living. And Patrice, that's where you come in. You've developed a whole business and created a whole entire system of helping people discover their life purpose. How did you come to that in your career and and why is it important? Yeah, thank you, Kathy. Yes, when I uh, decided to leave the the PR and marketing um, realm, I had co-founded three award-winning PR and marketing agencies and I was ready to do something different. I didn't know what, so I decided to look back over my life and career, and I realized the two most important things I ever did for myself was, one, articulate um, and operationalize a business purpose for my first agency, 
which was to create great work, a great workplace, and great communities that work, i.e. healthy, sustainable communities. And that life purpose helped to focus and drive our startup agency to, within eight years, be recognized as the number one most creative PR agency in the entire country and the number two best place to work among all PR agencies in the country. And that is the power of purpose. Now, that's an organizational purpose. Some years later, I actually was forced by an executive coach to um, discover or rethink my life purpose. I don't think I even had a life purpose at that point, but I came to her because I was so depressed I could barely get out of bed. Um, And she said that she could help me, but first I needed to rethink my life purpose and she if she could help me live that purpose that I could feel much better so I brainstormed with myself and two weeks later came back to her with this life purpose for myself my purpose in life is to choose joy to be mindful of that joy and to share that joy with others now I've been living this life purpose for 20 years now and over the past 20 years, I've accomplished so many things I never thought I would. And again, this is strictly because I actively lived my life purpose every day. And it was a pretty prescriptive one. I wanted it to be so clear to me that I knew exactly what I had to do every morning when I got out of bed. It was choose joy, be mindful of it, and share it with others. And rinse and repeat every day, you know, for the past 20 years. And it has shockingly uh, produced so much joy in my life that when I was thinking about what my next um, chapter would be, I decided that I would focus it on life purpose and organizational purpose. And I created a consultancy called Joyful Planet, which uh, helps individuals and organizations to discover and live or operationalize their purpose to unleash greater success, fulfillment, and joy in their lives. And Joyful Planet is also my vision uh, of the planet. If 7.9 billion people are actively living their purpose and leveraging their talents, their expertise, and their passion in service, of other people on our planet. We could have a much more joyful planet. So this is my passion <laughs> and my, you know, and my uh, focus um, for the past five years. And I'm very excited about the work that I do with individuals and organizations. Now, there must be a tie-in between an individual feeling as though they're living their purpose and showing up better at work or being more productive in their lives in some way. So if if you're working with organizations, does it drill down to is the individual in the right job because maybe their life purpose is not to do what they're doing? And so therefore, I mean, it's possible they may just discover they need to move in different directions. Yeah, that is a great question. And in fact, uh, the tipping point for businesses – discovering and communicating their business purpose happened in August 2019 when 
181 CEOs of the biggest companies in corporate America got together and actually redefined the statement of purpose of a, of a corporation. And it was to create value for all stakeholders, not just shareholders, but all stakeholders, and, and to contribute to the, to the greater good. Now, a lot of companies have been communicating their business purpose since 2019, but I feel that the next level up in terms of productivity, performance, and uh, profitability is for employers to actually work with their employees to help them discover their individual life purpose and then find the alignment between their individual life purpose and the organization's business purpose to create greater engagement to help drive the business forward. And McKinsey and Company has been doing a lot of research on the intersection of life purpose and organizational purpose. They've been doing this over the pandemic because clearly they've seen uh, people working from home starting to reevaluate everything about their lives, right? And they actually uh, came out with findings, this is in April uh, 2021, and they said that people who live their purpose at work are more productive than people who don't. They're also healthier, more resilient, and more likely to stay at the company. And they said that the when employees feel that their purpose is aligned with the organization's purpose, the benefits expand to include stronger employee engagement, heightened loyalty, and a greater willingness to recommend the company to others. So you are absolutely right uh, about the, the intersection between individual purpose and, and organization, organizational purpose. And that's why I believe that even better than a purpose-driven organization, and you hear a lot of people and writers talking about purpose-driven organizations, but I feel that even better than a purpose-driven organization is one that's driven by purpose-driven employees. And that's where I come in, working with both employees and the organization. So, and yeah, there is... It's all very uh, integrated if you if you look at life and business in that way. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about how knowing your purpose might be the explanation for why you might sleep better, why you might feel more productive at work, why you might feel healthier because you get excited about going outside and doing exercise and eating right and keeping yourself healthy. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today I am 
pleasantly joined by Patrice Tanaka. She is the founder of Joyful Planet, and she's giving me some joy by being my guest today. And we're talking about how knowing your life purpose may actually improve your health. Now, right before the break, we talked about how there's an integration between a personal life purpose and potentially your job purpose or your organizational purpose. And ways to make those two things match can actually help people to be more productive at work, to want to stay at their job, but also to stay healthy while they're on that job. And so we do know that, you know, I I know, Patrice, when I talk with patients in the office, I will ask some of them, what do you like to do during the day? And invariably, I have some of the grandparents say, I love to take care of my grandkids or I love to see them succeed. And I hear parents say, you know, my purpose is to make sure that my kids have a great time. They understand and learn in school and I give them opportunities that I might not have had. And you talk with other individuals and they say, you know, their purpose is to to grow personally and also professionally and make sure that they're able to have a career that fulfills them. A lot of that was sort of turned upside down and sideways during the pandemic. You mentioned that folks who have this allegiance or this alignment with their purpose, both personally or at their job, they tend to stay there longer. Have you seen other interesting effects since the pandemic? I mean, you're in New York at the epicenter of where all of this started, maybe about two years ago now. Have you seen that that's changed people's anticipation of what they're going to do at work? Or have they changed their life purpose in a way or maybe just started to look closer at it? Well, the fact that people are talking about the great resignation and the big quit is, I think, the result of people reevaluating their lives and finding it falling short in terms of satisfaction and fulfillment. So they're quitting their jobs in great numbers, uh, more than we've ever seen in the past, to, to go for something, I think, that's going to be more personally fulfilling and joyful to them. And I think that's great because that is only going to enhance their own health and wellness and that of their families, their friends, the people they touch, right? Um, so I, I see evidence of people reevaluating their lives and I see a lot more hunger to know what my life purpose is. And I uh, explain life purpose as how we are leveraging our talents, our expertise, and our passion in service of other people and our planet. That in-service piece is very important because it recognizes the fact that, you know, we are all connected. And I think in Hawaii, uh, people in Hawaii really understand that we're all part of the same community and What happens to you happens to me, and we need to work together to make things better if we want them to get better, right? But I think that feeling of connectedness to each and every person on the planet is what living a life of purpose is all about, serving others, you know, as well as serving yourself, because, you know, However I serve you serves me because we are all connected. Well, and there's medical research 
to clearly illustrate exactly what you're saying, that when you do something for someone else, they've actually done studies that have shown that it can increase your own levels of oxytocin, of serotonin, of dopamine, and it gives your own brain this boost of happy chemicals that your body makes by itself that makes you want to do those things again. You know, they've also tracked the idea of having a purpose in life to wanting to stay healthy using more preventative health services. There's a study that came out from the University of Michigan a couple of years ago, and that actually tracked that people are more likely to use preventative health care services, whether that be pap smears or colon screening or annual exams or cholesterol screening, diabetes screening, if they felt they had a life purpose, which kind of fits right into what you're saying, which is, you know, if you know why you're living and what you want to do, and you get a chance to do that every day, then you may find that you're happier. And if you're happier, you might be less stressed. That would lower levels of inflammation in your body if you're not constantly on that stress hormone roller coaster. And less inflammation can lead to better health overall. So there's definitely yeah. a connection to exactly what you're saying. In fact, we've found a biochemical connection that they're continuing to study. So that's something that, that echoes exactly what you're describing. You know, I find that with with a lot of different people being on Zoom or being on video conferencing platforms, in some ways it's taken away the human interaction, but in other ways it's expanded the abilities to meet up with people and spend time with others that you might never otherwise get a chance to meet. I know in the very beginning I of the agree. pandemic, yeah, one of my patients, she actually, you know, amazes me. She attended Zoom Alcoholics Anonymous events in programs in other countries. She actually told me that you could use Zoom to use to do international dialing to other people to attend their meetings. And uh, it was free. And she's like, now 80. I was amazed. I'm like, I didn't even at that point know much about what Zoom was. And here was this woman telling me, I have Zoomed to three different countries in the last week. It was incredible. So I think there are, there are ways to continue to establish that connection and keep that rapport going with individuals, despite it being sort of a semi-virtual environment these days. Yeah. And I love that it makes the planet a much smaller community, right? They used to say that there was six degrees of separation between people, right? But now they've done research and they found it's like uh, just over two, two degrees now because the world has become a much smaller place because of our ability to connect, right, via social media, via Zoom, uh, via email. It's really amazing. And I think it's beneficial to each of us, uh, especially in thinking about how we can serve other people and our planet. Somehow, if you if you know people in a far off country, Uzbekistan or um, some other uh, very foreign, very exotic place, you feel a connection, and you feel a connection of human to human and the humanity of all of us. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Well, and when you feel like they're human, just like you are. The idea of helping mm-hmm. them and wanting to do things to help promote their health and safety makes just even more yeah. sense. You you recognize that everyone truly has similar goals in life. All right, I'm Dr. Yeah. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, Patrice Tanaka is going to help me refine my life 
purpose. We worked on this a few years ago, and we'll go through some of the questions that helped establish that. And you can hear it right here on Hawaii Public Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I am happy to have Patrice Tanaka. She is the founder of Joyful Planet. That is a company that is definitely committed to establishing connections between people, their life purpose, their organizational purpose, and helping everyone be in service to the community at large. Now, Patrice, we've been talking about why having a life purpose might just make you live longer, how it could make you healthier, how it could improve your performance at home, your performance at work. And people might be wondering, how do you figure out your life purpose? Now, you came up with choosing joy, being mindful of joy, and sharing joy with others. How did you come up with that? And are there questions all of us could ask ourselves to help refine our life purpose? Yes. And I tell you, I have come up with an 11-question instrument that if you answer each of the questions as fully as possible, it will guide you uh, to write the first iteration of your life purpose uh, statement. And if you send that completed questionnaire to me, I will help you finalize that purpose statement because you know my training is in message development and uh, branding and personal identity and corporate identity. So, but. What I will um, do for any of your listeners who are interested in uh, taking the first step at discovering and articulating the first iteration of their life purpose, if they email me, patrice at joyfulplanet.com, patrice at joyfulplanet.com, just the way it sounds, I will email them the 11-question questionnaire. And so they can answer those questions and write the first iteration of their life purpose statement. I won't be able to, you know, complete the work and work one-on-one with them unless they want to, you know, take it to that next level. But at least they'll have the questions to be able to write the first iteration of their life purpose statement. So I'll tell you a funny story about that. Because I remember when we did this exercise in a group, and one of the questions that is one of those 11 if I remember correctly, is what is one regret that you have? And I remember thinking, okay, so I'm going to answer this. I'm going to say, I think I work too much. That's probably one of my regrets is that I I spend a lot of time doing work and not as much time doing fun. And so what I did not realize in a group setting is that we were going to be sharing that 11-question response with the person sitting next to us. That was a little secret that you saved for after we filled out the answers. And the person sitting next to me was my boss. So having them read that I want to work less probably wasn't the best of all plans. But it was actually quite interesting because, you know, one of the ideas that you shared with us is that when you want to establish connections with another person, doing so by being vulnerable and being honest 
actually is going to yes. get you a lot further than just telling people what they want to hear. So right. that was kind of ironic that I had to share that. But, you know, it does help people to take a look and say, what do they wish they had more of in life? And can you still get more of that? And are there ways, mm-hmm. you know, what did you remember wanting to be when you were eight? I mean, I remember right. when I was young, I always wanted to be a teacher because I liked to write on the board. Well, at this point, my handwriting is like hieroglyphics. So I don't think anybody could learn much if I was the one writing on a board. Never occurred to me you could type because I was young before that was a common thing. But, uh, you know, there are some interesting ideas of why you would want to do what you're doing when you were young. And are you doing a little bit of that now? And, you know, this whole... This whole show gives me a platform to teach in a way that luckily does not involve handwriting because that would be to everyone's detriment, (laughs) let me tell you. Maybe verbal is better than written for me. So when people... Kathy, what did you write as your life purpose? I remember I really liked it when you... Oh, you did. You did. I sort of... I I felt like you gave us some great guidance. You helped refine it a little bit. So I have down here the purpose that I wrote back with you. I think this was probably 2018 or so, 2017, 2018. Here we go. My purpose in life is to be a forever student, electrifying others with a love of learning and spark their imaginations to be able to live their best lives and create inspired solutions for humanity and the generations to come. So it's sort of incorporated that. Are you doing that? Well, you know, I I hope so. It incorporated that whole idea of being a student but also helping teach others. And mm-hmm. to me in, in medicine, you know, I teach patients all day, but I also get a chance to do fun things like this, where taking it on a bigger scale and saying, how could we teach even more people to go ahead and, and find ways to stay healthy? And I found it fascinating that a lot of the literature is really looking at the concept of mindfulness, of how to do things with attention, how to improve brain activity by focusing your efforts on things that you want to do that you're interested in. And all of that really ties in uniquely with the idea of, is this part of your purpose? Mm -hmm. It -hmm. seems like it's just knit entirely. Yes. Yeah. And everyone has a different kind of life purpose. Um, I think yours, I mean, and I find that life purpose statements fall into three major buckets one are more personal and more growth focused like howard lee the the ceo of uha health um, who shared that his life purpose is to love and to be loved which is probably one of my all-time favorite life purpose statements uh, from a ceo because you don't always use the l word love in a business setting but if you actually care about your employees and you care about, you know, the work that you do and the service or products you you render to your clients and customers, you have to put love into it. So I think that that is a wonderful uh, type of life purpose statement. Now, yours is more what I would call kind of uh, a societal purpose, more focused on impacting society because you want to help other people live their best and healthiest lives. And I think that's fabulous. Uh, not everyone has a, a life purpose that's focused on impacting society. 
some people have a type of purpose that's more focused on relationships. So it's more social. Like uh, someone said, my purpose in life is to help others be the CEOs of their own lives so they can contribute to the people and world around them. So that would be an example of a kind of a more relationship-focused purpose. But yours is more societal purpose. And, you know, all of them are great. They're just different uh, and specific to, to individuals because, you know, everyone is different. And your life purpose should communicate who you are, your essence, what matters most, and how you serve others. And for every single person, it's different. Well, Patrice, you really helped all of us to learn a little bit more about discovering our life purpose, all about an effort to try and stay healthy, stay well, and not just promote good physical well-being, but also emotional well-being. As we know, those things are very carefully and closely tied in together. I want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us today here on The Body Show. And happy Valentine's Day to everyone listening. And hopefully they will have a fabulous day and or have had a great day this entire time. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week right here on The Body Show. See you then. 